listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Attorneys and activists are suing the city of Detroit over its overassessment of thousands of properties in the years following the Great Recession. It's an issue they say contributed to people losing their homes to tax foreclosure. The lawsuit claims the city failed to notify tens of thousands of homeowners of their right to appeal their assessment notices, meaning they had no time to make their case. This comes after a study that found that between 2009 and 2015, a majority of homes in Detroit were overassessed. And it comes after a Detroit News investigation that said the city overtaxed homeowners by at least $600 million in the years following the recession. Joining us now to talk more about this lawsuit is Bernadette Atuana, who is a professor at Chicago Kent College of Law. Bernadette, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Also with us is Christopher Berry. He's a professor at the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. Christopher, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank you. And Sam Schoenberg is an attorney with Goldman, Ismail, Tomaselli, Brennan, and Baum Law Firm. Sam, welcome to Detroit Today. Great to be here. Thanks. So, Sam, I'm going to start with you. Uh, You're the lead attorney on this lawsuit. Talk about what the claim here is uh, and what you hope to achieve in in court. Sure. So the, the claim is about constitutional due process. And the basic issue there is the U.S. and Michigan constitutions guarantee due process of law if the government's going to take your property. And that includes notice and an opportunity to be heard. And in 2017, when the city of Detroit was sending out its property tax assessment notices, uh, which it had to do uh, by law, they had to give people an opportunity to appeal. Every single notice stated that the deadline to appeal was February 18th, 2017. And data that we have shows that the city didn't send any residential property notice until just four days before that deadline on February 14th. So this effectively denied every Detroit homeowner the opportunity to appeal their assessments that year. And this is especially impactful for those who've been systematically overassessed or may have fallen delinquent or faced property tax foreclosure because uh, they didn't have a chance to appeal and because the city was assessing them at too high rates. And we should add that Go the, ahead, the data um, that Sam is talking about was acquired. Sugar Law um, did a pre-litigation, a FOIA litigation, and what what they got is there's a company called Renkim that's in charge of sending out the assessment notices. Mm-hmm. And what we have is mailing data right. that says exactly post what office, post yeah. office data that says exactly what date the um, the notices were mailed on. So it's incontrovertible and we've actually given it to your program so you can post yes. post the mailing data on your website. It's going to be on our website so people can see what that th- these dates uh, are indisputable. That, That's right. Because that we want no confusion. Um, Alvin Horn has already responded saying uh, you know, the date was they mailed it out on time again. It's let's now do your your uh, he said, she said, look at the mailing data. So so in in the lawsuit, uh, talk about what you're seeking uh, as remedy for for this violation of due process. Sure. So it's it's a few different things. First, going forward, we want to make sure that the city ensures that these notices are sent out on time have clear appeal deadlines with enough time for people to, if they want to, lodge an appeal and potentially get their property tax assessment lowered. Going back, this was a systematic denial of due process to every homeowner in 2017. So we want to get every homeowner who should have had a chance to appeal in 2017 a chance to do so now because they didn't have that before. 
We're also hoping for those who were overassessed that year or face delinquency or are subject to property tax foreclosure, which with it comes with a host of fines and fees and interest payments, we're hoping for money damages to uh, redress that imbalance. And and when you talk about that that money um, uh, that money sort of payback, what what kind of numbers are we talking about there? It's it, that's going to be a complicated calculation uh, based in part on some of the work that Bernadette and Chris have done on uh, how to properly calculate these assessments. But the the evidence is pretty clear that a lot of Detroiters were being overassessed, and even in 2017, when the city completed its first wholesale reassessment of all residential properties for the first time in more than 50 years, mm-hmm. uh, even then, a lot of people were still being assessed at rates that were illegal, according to the the cap set in the Michigan Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Barry, uh, your work has been about sort of trying to, to, to put all this together in terms of what happened and, and why. Talk about what your study shows us. Sure. So uh, first, I want to say I'm not directly involved in the, in the lawsuit. I'm a person who researches property taxes. Right. And at my center, we began in Chicago a few years ago and have then uh, broadened our research nationally. And I've just finished a study on Detroit where we were investigating whether the reappraisal process, which many have said has fixed the problems of overassessment in Detroit, whether in fact that is true. And mm-hmm. what we find pretty clearly is that it hasn't. And that while average assessments have gone down a bit since the reappraisal, uh, the assessments on the lowest valued homes have not, and that a majority of homes that are low valued, and here I'm talking about $20,000 or less in sale price, continue to be assessed in excess of the constitutional limit, which is 50% of their value. Uh, so there have been improvements on average, but not for the people who need them most. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that? happening. I mean, that's one of the things that I think comes out of these stories is what's the explanation for the city's either inability or unwillingness to do this in a, in a, in a fair way? Well, I think we cannot know for sure the precise answer to that question because the assessor's office has not been completely transparent about exactly how they are producing the assessments. So we can't exactly know what they're doing wrong without knowing what they're doing. Uh, however, I will say it is a it, the assessor's job is a hard one, and getting these numbers right uh, takes some skill. And if we had some sense of what they're doing, we might be able to. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's there's ways to to do it better. But the reason it's hard is because often knowing exactly why some homes are priced more than others requires a really good data, and the assessor's office may just not have that data. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bernadette. One of the things that I think is is really notable about all this is, of, of course, it becomes clear as a result of the massive devaluation of property that happens in the city as a result of the recession. And of course, that's worse here in Detroit than it is in maybe any other uh, any other city that 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 you can think of. Um, what has the city said uh, to you about how this happened and? why the assessments were not re- reduced to, to, to reflect that, that loss in value. I mean, it's, it's this uh, uh, strange and cruel uh, double punch, right? You lose most of the value in your property, which is, which is something that's happened to lots of people in the city. And then you were also overassessed for taxes, and in some cases to the point where you can't even pay those taxes and you lose your house. I mean, it, it, it really is unfathomable what happened. What does the city say about why this wasn't handled differently? 
I didn't. So in 2008, after the Great Recession, we all know that housing prices plummeted nationally, but they took an especially deep dive in Detroit. And at the time, housing prices were taking a deep dive. That's the very same time that Detroit was going through the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. And so the assessment division did not have the resources it needed to do what it was required to do by the Michigan State Constitution, which is to assess all houses at no more than 50% of the property's market value. What lots of people know is that Detroit was, uh, you know, had an emergency manager, but what lots of Detroiters don't know is that the assessment division was taken over by the State Tax Commission because of the disarray in that office. Mm-hmm. And they only got back control in August of 2017 after they did that citywide reassessment to try and actually fix the problem. And I want to be very clear that I commend the city for that citywide reassessment that they hadn't done for 60 years to get the data right. Um, And and there has been, and I also want to say that there was um, dramatic improvement. Uh, And again, I want to commend the city for that. But again, what the study that Professor Barry is just discussing today that he just released and can be is available on his center's website says that even after the reassessment, we are seeing lower valued homes still being assessed in violation of the Michigan State Constitution. And yesterday we actually had a meeting uh, with Alvin Horn, with the representatives from the State Tax Commission and Wayne County Equalization and presented the study to them uh, to say, look, this is evidence of continued overassessment. What are you going to do about it? Hmm. And their response to us was quite clear, which is uh, they, they, they said pretty clearly that all we're going to do is what we are currently doing. Uh, and so we specific- Which is trying to reassess. No, which is or- what they're currently doing in terms of uh, because what they're currently doing is pr- is producing this uh, inequality for the low valued homes. But they basically made it clear they intend uh, they don't intend to do anything differently. And so we asked them, well, if you um, kind of don't believe our study, we encourage them to do a study of their own. Uh, and they, so they insist that they're not now over-assessing they, they They're making the claim that they're still not over-assessing, but that claim is not based on anything. It's not based on a study. And they, they said that they are, in the meeting yesterday, that they have no intention of doing a study if they don't believe our study. That's mm. where our problem is. Mm. They, are very, they are very fixated on getting the average assessment within an acceptable range, the average, and, and that they, they are required by law only – to look at the average, and therefore, if there's some people who are above that average and some people who are below, which is you know always going to be the case, uh, their position is that they are not required by law to look at that. They only are looking at the average, and so I, that was my understanding of their response: is we're going to continue doing what we're doing, which is focus on getting this average within range, which is going to leave a lot of people. Uh, still not mm. satisfied. To be very clear, the Michigan State Constitution says no property, any property, right. should it be assessed. Talk about average. You got it's, it, right, mm-hmm. um, Sam? I want to get you to talk some about again the the remedy for this and the the dollar side of it, um, and, and maybe Bernadette, you can you can uh, pitch in on this as well. So when when we collect property taxes in the city, it is the city that does the assessing. Uh, somebody else does the collecting, and then the money goes to lots of different governments. So the city of Detroit gets, I think, 38% of property tax. The schools get 43% of it. You have Wayne County Community College. You have the library. You have lots of people sort of getting a piece of that. So if the idea is to try to repay some of that money, who's responsible? 
So the lawsuit names not just the city of Detroit, but also Wayne County is among the defendants. Wayne County, right. Uh, that's the other uh, entity that gets money off of right. uh, so, property tax. You know, as far as who pays, the defendants that we've sued, we believe are responsible for the denial of constitutional due process this year. And so those entities are ultimately the ones responsible for uh, paying any remedy that would be owed. Um, where exactly they get that from is yeah. not necessarily I mean, part of the litigation. Right. I was going to say that's not really uh, your responsibility to, to identify, but but it's a question. I mean, where would you get? Let's say it's a couple hundred million dollars uh, in overassessment, uh, even if it's $50 million in overassessment. Bernadette, where, where, where would the city, where would the school district, these are all very cash-strapped uh, government authorities, where would they get that kind of cash? Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, as Sam is saying, Detroit didn't get into this mess all by itself, right? We've got, so it's uh, alongside Detroit, we're suing the county and the state. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to make clear is the main person who's benefiting from these unconstitutional tax assessments and the resulting illegally inflated property taxes is Wayne County. Who charges eighteen percent interest on on uh, delinquent taxes? Right. That's um, right. And so people don't know. Again, when Detroit was going through emergency management, uh, Wayne County was in a financial emergency, and they used money from the delinquent tax revolving fund to to cover their gap to keep them solvent. To keep them solvent. So D- Wayne County stayed solvent off of the backs of delinquency and foreclosure in Detroit. So one of the claims of the lawsuit is an unjust enrichment claim. Right. So you're asking where the money needs to come from. That's exactly where the money needs so to come from. So you think the county should be should be responsible for paying that? Well, in our lawsuit, we have, again, listed them as a defendant, and the claim is an unjust enrichment claim. They were unjustly enriched. Okay. All right. Bernadette Atuanene, Christopher Berry, and Sam Schoenberg, thanks for being here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you for having thanks us. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. That's going to do it for us this week. I will be back on Monday. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 Detroit uh, WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again next week.